You're listening to another great message from Northside Community Church. Friends, I remember a time way back in the early 80s, I was in Sydney. I forget why, I might have been going to do some speaking at a camp down at Stanwell Tops, I think. And I visited my friend Jay Bassick, my, my, my predecessor here at Northside. And he had this exciting news to tell me. He said, you've got to see where we're going to establish this new church I'm going to lead. And he brought me to this warehouse, pre-conversion warehouse, on the corner of Oxley Street and Pole Lane, right here. And he was, I remember Joe was a fairly animated, fairly enthusiastic person at the best of times. He was really excited about the potential for this place. And uh, it was just a, like, seriously, it was just a pile of rubble. It was just rubble and rubbish everywhere. And he said, now, here's where we're going to have the entrance foyer. And they're going to have a kitchen here. There's going to be stairs leading up here. We're going to go into the auditorium. And this is where the platform's going to be. And up in this corner, there's going to be a beautiful garden area and a baptistry. And he could see it all. I couldn't. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm, I wanted to support my friend, but it just seemed like a huge project to me. But Jay could see it. And some of you who were around in those early days, including the Murrays who are here today from Bundaberg, and uh, Warren was our uh, long serving che- uh, elders chairman in those days, uh, you, you guys who were original members, you, you could see it. And so I'll never forget that day back in the early, day, in the early 80s. Because, friends, it represents a powerful message about faith. You see, faith is believing when we don't see it. And that was the beginning of the journey of this church that became known and is known as Northside Community Church. It was born out of faith. The ability on the part of certain leaders to see something that was not apparent, that was not yet visible. I've often thought about it. You know, the option that was open to those three congregations, the options were many. Let me list a couple of them. They could have picked the best of the three churches and said, well, how about we plant ourselves in this one? It's the best of the three. I've got no idea which one that might have been. But we'll, 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 we'll bunker down here. We'll use the cash on the other two churches and we'll be set up for be nice and safe. They could have just stayed in the three churches and got a roster system. One week we're going to be here, one week we're going to be there. I've known churches to do that. that that's, how they, that's what they call a merger. It's not what, not what Northside calls a merger, but that's what some churches call a merger. They could have done nothing and just sort of died gracefully, as many churches have over these past few decades here in Sydney and around Australia. It would have been hard to visualise how it was all going to work out, but some people could see it. Some great people of faith, including Jay Bassick, could see it. But talking to some of you originals, and none of you could see how this has worked out. Uh, and, and those of us who are part of this had to really dig deep to, uh, to get a message from the Lord as to how this was going to work out. You see, friends, faith is believing when we don't see it. Let me change the scene. Let me take you, those of you who are with us, to the Herbert Street Warehouse around there in Herbert Street. We spent three years there while this place was being built. And it was a fairly cool night, as I remember. And I think I felt a little disappointed there weren't more people in attendance. We had you all sitting around tables. It was a bit of a celebration night. It was a night we're going to launch our capital fundraising program. And, of course, the warehouse was either stinking hot or really cold. And I think it was maybe on that more of the cold side. I think Andrew Anucci from the Central Coast was our speaker, as I recall. And I had the daunting task as the senior pastor of getting up that night and announcing that the figure we were going to be aiming for to go back into this facility 
to fit it out and to make it ready for ministry and for conference centre work and so on. The figure was um, $2 million. And I could just remember a hush fell over the whole crowd and jaws dropped as people thought, gosh, you know, we're just a, a, a relatively small church. But that was the figure that we were, we were aiming at. And um, it was a pretty tough announcement to make. Um, you know, we had a number of choices at that time. When you think about it, we could have tried to delay the project a bit longer. We could have, um, we could have sort of forgotten the, the conference side component and said, well, let's just fit out the bare bones. Let's forget all the, all the fancy stuff, carpets and, you know, fabric on the, on the walls. Let, let's forget the, the conference part and just stick with the church part. And we know how churches have fitted things out over the years, just bare bones, basics. Let's do that. We could have thought about that. We could have unsold the whole thing. And just sort of hope that somebody else would pick it up and we could meet in a, a school or a hall somewhere. Or we could put the challenge to our people. Just take a hard bite on that figure and just see where God would lead. Well, we started a program. It was called Get On Board. The train was leaving the station. Get on board. The plane was taking off. Get on board. You know, it was already happening. And we, uh, we received promises of uh, up in the region of a million dollars, up was around 800,000 promises over three years. And then um, in 2010, we, if you were around in 2010, many of you were, we, we launched another fundraising, capital fundraising program, which, which we're still sort of in, which is getting near the end of it. Um, and that was, um, that was called Provision. And that raised uh, well in excess of a half a million dollars uh, promises were made over three years. People gave sacrificially. I know some of the stories. People gave amounts of money to those projects they have never given to any other project in their lives. God just moved among our people in a, in a spectacular way. We had a, a dinner for key leaders uh, down by the Lane Cove River. And, uh, and Tom uh, and Anne were part of that scene as others were. And uh, the amount that even our leaders raised going way back was just phenomenal. So here's the thing. Here's the principle that I'm referring to when it comes to faith. Faith is giving when we don't have it. Faith is giving when we don't have it. Some of the people who made those promises, I know Bev and myself were included, like we, we struck a figure that we believed God was calling us to, but like I, I didn't really know how we were going to manage that figure. And the same with provision. But by his grace and as a result of faith, you see, faith is it's, it's generosity based on God's provision, not on what at times is our lack of vision. It's generosity. That's faith. It's generosity based on God's provision rather than our, rather than on our at times limited vision. Sometimes we look back on events and projects and we we tend to remember just the good things. That's life, isn't it? You look back the further you go from an event the more you tend to remember all the good things rather than the, the not-so-good things. But can I just say that in respect to Northside's history, there have been moments of real struggle. There have been moments of disappointment. There have been moments when there's been real doubt and uncertainty. I, I could share some of those moments with you if we had time. There have been times when on paper, I guess, the logical thing would have been to walk away or pass it on to somebody else. But... That didn't happen, praise God. Uh, we had uh, moments in the construction of this complex that were just like that. 
I can recall, and some of you know this story, I can recall, I, I would make regular visits a couple of times a week if I could when this was just a shell. And it looked like something, uh, like a bombed out building. It looked, at, it looked like something out of a war zone. Kind of uh, just bare concrete walls, wires hanging from the ceiling. And I would stand up in the far corner of what we now know as the urban garden. And, and I would just stand there for long periods of time just praying and just trying to recapture the original vision God had given us when I was sitting in my office in the old building, which was somewhere around here where the drums are. Just trying to recapture something of what God had originally said to get us through this tough time. We were in conflict with the, with the developer. He wondered why we wanted air conditioning throughout the whole complex. That'll give you an idea of where the conversation was going. Um, we were having difficulties with the council. Uh, we were having difficulties getting the finance together. In the nine months in which we were pretty well stalled, the price of steel went up by about 30%. And so that blew our budget out. And I would stand up in the urban garden, and, and it was the only point where I could see right the way through to that point. And you got a sense of the whole size of this floor. And I just, hey, Lord, what have I led these people into? Like it wasn't my project, but I was the mouthpiece for a vision God had clearly given me. You know the story where we're on the verge of doing some refurbishment and then this guy came along and said, I want to buy you a building. Changed the whole thing. I was holding two bits of paper in my hand. One said, here's the, pro- here's the proposal to spend $200,000 refurbishing. Here's a letter saying, I'd like to give you $4.5 million for your building. So, uh, and the, the voice of God almost audibly came to me, Graham, you're not thinking big enough. You're thinking of refurbishing I'm thinking of total redevelopment, you know. And that's we've got the vision about a conference centre and ministry centre and so on. So I'm feeling the weight of responsibility when nothing's, nothing's happening. Well, that reminds me of another aspect of faith. Here it is. Faith is persisting when we don't feel like it. And there's been a lot of us here in this church who've had to walk that pathway. You see, at the heart of that persistence, that determination, is the belief by faith that ultimately God will bring it to pass. And in this instance, praise his name, he did. Now, friends, this is going to be such a vital part of our DNA here at Northside as we face the future. You're getting a picture of where God's led us already? That's why we're going down this little bit of a pathway of remembrance today. It's a picture of where he's already led us. And it's designed to strengthen our belief in where he's going to lead us in the future. It's going to be a vital part of our DNA. The final scene that I want to paint for you this morning... It took place many weeks before we actually moved into this building. And if I'd known Warren was coming, I probably could have checked on the actual chronology of this. But I think it was several months before. In fact, we moved into this in the early part of of March 2006. I think this was in the latter stages of 2005. I know we had a barbecue across in that car park. Big barbecue on a Sunday afternoon. And then we came into this complex. We, we, We were given permission by Cameron Prowse, the builder, Um, I don't think he broke any rules in giving us permission, hope not. Uh, But it didn't look all that safe because all this area was just a massive of, uh, what do they call that stuff? Um, Scaffolding, internal scaffolding. I'm a a big too technical for anybody. Uh, Just massive steel in here. And we'd cleared a little area up in the back area around the communion table. And we all sort of filed in. I know Michael set up a little keyboard um, and we gathered around the area there where the communion table is. We had our first worship service. And we've got some video footage of this, which I'm sure we'll trot out in the next 10 months sometime. It was a, who was here for that little service? Absolutely quite a few people. Yeah. 
roof didn't fall into it. <laughs> Looking gingerly. And uh, we had our first little worship service and you couldn't really see beyond about where the sound desk is through all the, uh, all the superstructure. It was a powerful, moving moment. Now, friends, look, look, we, we, weren't, we weren't out of the woods yet. No, no, no way. The complex was far from finished. There were still major hurdles to overcome. It was around about that time we had some of the worst news we had in the whole project. Our project manager announced that he was leaving because his wife had received a transfer to Boston. And that was not good news because he'd been with the project pretty much from the beginning. We were moving to a climax. We had to make alternative arrangements. Thank goodness Bill Watson and, uh, and our committee sort of gathered around and we, we, we managed the remainder of the project. But, but no question, it was a very, it was a, a disappointing loss. But, you know, in that service of praise and celebration, we demonstrated another aspect of faith. And it's this. Faith is thanking before we receive it. Faith is living in anticipation. Faith is believing God is already working on delivering and providing that which we are earnestly expecting. I love Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Look at this. Don't worry about anything. But in all your prayers, ask God for what you need. And he doesn't just leave it there. He says, always asking with a thankful heart. Now, friends, that can revolutionize your prayer life. If you start praying with a thankful heart, it's revolutionized my prayer life over many years. You see, that's the mode of prayer that takes you from pleading for everything into praising. God, I know you're working in that situation. I know you're going to show up here. And whilst it mightn't be exactly as I would like to do it or I'd like to see it done, it's going to be ultimately in accordance with your will and it's going to be good. And even if it doesn't look good, we're going to be given the strength to handle it. It's just such a revolutionary way of looking at the life of faith. Another one of my favourite sayings, you know, when you can't see the hand of God, trust the heart of God. God's not, he's not into making life tough for us. He doesn't want to see us. Life happens, stuff happens in life that's unpredictable, that sometimes is very painful and many of you have been through that and are going through that. When you can't see the hand of God, trust the heart of God. It's another big faith step and it's all part of this praying and anticipation that God is ultimately in control. Friends, it's so liberating when you pray like that. I share with many of you, I walk into difficult situations. I walk into hospital wards and I don't say, oh God, please, where are you? It's, hey Lord, thank you for what you're already doing here. I can see it. Thank you for this equipment. Thank you for these staff members. Thank you for this family that's supporting their loved one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can see a million things that are happening in a situation of need if you just have the eyes of faith and have them wide open and be thanking God in anticipation of what he is already doing. Well, I said we weren't going to start reminiscing, and we won't. But I think it's been important for us on this day just to, to just think back a little bit to remind ourselves about the faithfulness of God. That's all I've sought to do this morning, to remind ourselves as a church over 30 years, to remind us about the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of you people responding by, by faith. You see, this is a spiritual value. Faith is a spiritual value. It's part of our DNA that will always be with us. 
I've played my part in contributing to it and shaping it and developing it. Many before me, this cloud of witnesses that Kieran referred to, they, they started the whole thing. What, is, what does Hebrews say? First, first verse of chapter 11. To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. Friends, that's the north side we all love. That's the north side we all appreciate. That's the north side that will continue to be a beacon of hope and optimism and salvation and kingdom values forever. You see, it's a church where we believe and we don't see it. We give and we don't have it. We persist when we may not feel like it. And we give thanks before we receive it. And a whole lot more, but there's some of the hallmarks of Northside Community Church. And I've played my part and will continue to play my part in this remaining time to sharpen our awareness of the value, the significance, the power of faith. It's not just a little bit of our idea, it's, it's everything. So let's join in prayer, shall we?